Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 115, The Unrehearsed Heart. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If this podcast has impacted you in some way, invite a friend or family member to listen to the show. This podcast is a movement, and together, we can create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world, one person at a time. To connect with me and to receive my insights from today's episode, Text the word POSITIVITY to the number 44222. Joining us today is nationally known speaker, Harriet Turk. Harriet has been inspiring teens and adults to discover their true identities and pursue a life of substance for more than 20 years. She has worked as a probation officer, youth programs coordinator, flight attendant, pharmaceutical sales rep, college-level instructor, and now she's nationally known as a professional speaker, trainer, and consultant. Harriet is also a mom, friend, sister, and daughter. When she was a teen, Harriet struggled with her own identity crisis. She fell into a trap of feeling like she had to be perfect. This led to an eating disorder that took years to overcome. Harriet's life experiences have taught her that success and happiness come from celebrating who you are and pursuing a life that honors your strengths and abilities. Because her stories and experiences come from real life, Harriet's message is authentic, relatable, and compelling. And one of the quotes I just want to leave you with from her website, My ultimate goal is for everyone who hears my presentations to walk away with a confident sense of self, to embrace their unique abilities, and to move toward developing the skills that will help them to thrive. We touch on so much in today's episode, but one of the most important things that we get into is authenticity and how important that is in all of our lives. So guys, help me welcome now to The Positivity Effect, Harriet Turk. Harriet, welcome to The Positivity Effect. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How's it going? How's yeah. it going? It's I know. Good. Well, it's actually, this is, se- this is the second time I'm asking you. See, everybody doesn't That's know right. that. <laughs> That's right. It's, um, things are going great. It's a beautiful day here in Memphis. It's, be- it's a beautiful day up in New York, too. We've been getting hit with a lot of rain lately, but today is... It actually rained really hard on my wedding day on the 30th of September, but people tell me that it's good luck. Oh, oh, really? Well, then good. (laughs) That's what I heard. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe that was the problem with mine. It didn't rain that day. (laughs) (laughs) It's good luck. So, Well, Harriet, thank you so much for coming on. And this is going to be an awesome episode because you have a a lot. You have a lot to share with the audience. But... As always, let's you know, let's get, let's kind of start from a little bit earlier on. You know, who is Harriet before she became a speaker, and what okay. drove you to become a speaker? Well, I started off as a probation officer and working with a lot of alcohol and drug offenders. And since I was the low man on the totem pole, um, I was up for being laid off because city funds were low. And so I created a 
work release and fine collection program that generated a lot of revenue for the city. And so then what happened was they asked me to go and speak at a Southeastern conference. And I was 25 years old and I had no idea how to give a presentation. So I just started telling stories about the people that I had worked with. And there was a governor's representative in the uh, crowd and he thought that I would do well speaking in front of schools and working with youth. And so they created a position. And so for nine years, I worked as a youth programs coordinator and I put on conferences and I hired speakers and I was always the MC. And those speakers said, you know, there's hardly any women doing this, especially in the education market. So why don't you do it? And I was like, yeah, right. And then finally I did and it worked. And so I've been doing it for about 20 years and I've done, I've had a couple of other jobs in between. Um, or during the time I was a speaker, because I, I love security, and I like insurance, and so I was a flight attendant for a few years, and then when my speaking business really took off, I couldn't do that anymore, and then in 2007, I felt like I needed to stay home with my son more, and so I became a pharmaceutical sales rep, but my heart really was for speaking, and so that's what I've decided to do forever and ever. I'm in. So. Amen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what, what was what was going through? I guess what was going on in your mind through in your mind and in your thought process when when you were in your twenties? Did did you know that you always wanted to be a speaker? Like who was oh, goodness, yeah? No. Who was Harriet when she was when she was twenty? No, Harriet was a very naive um, person who was just graduating college, and I was just I was always like just super happy, I guess, with life and just. I never was like Miss America, but I never had like, you know, a horrible car crash or anything bad happen to me. I was just a pretty normal person, which actually hurt me when I started being a speaker is because people would say, what's your hook? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just kind of normal. And I, I think, you know, somebody, was, somebody I interesting. Know. I had um, Anthony Trucks. He's really, really awesome guy on the show recently. And People often would ask him, they'd say, if you're talking about your, having your why, what is your why in life? And I, I, I love that you just said that because I think some people think that there has to be this like light bulb. I mean, this yeah, this lightning moment where you get shocked or you're, you like said, a no. car crash or some crazy story or something really terrible that happens to you. And it literally, you could you can have the idea when you're on the checkout line in the supermarket or when you're having a conversation with a close friend in terms of, I guess in specifically, we're right here, we're talking about career success. So, yeah, I, yeah, I agree well, I with you on that. For me, I think for me, it was like I would hear those speakers and I would be so intrigued by them or love their story, but think, well, what about the, at the time, what about the kid like me who was just pretty normal? I mean, like for people who are with alcohol and drug issues, you don't have to go all the way down and be a horrible addict and lose your family before you can make the decision not to use drugs. Um, and so I thought, well, I've never used drugs and my life's pretty okay. So why can't I talk to kids about, you don't have to go down before you come up. And the more that I just heard messages, I kept thinking there's not anything for just normal kids. Because when I would work at conferences, I would find kids who would try really hard to find some bad things that had happened to them so they could bond. And I, I just thought that was so odd. What what built the confidence up in you to to go out and help people with that were struggling with, I guess as an example, you just mentioned drugs, maybe kids that are going through something like that. Well, I really think that again, 
I had a pretty normal life and I was a pretty normal person. And I just wanted people to realize that life doesn't have to be full of crazy stuff. Um, and I, I don't know, I got sent out a lot as a probation officer to speak at career days and things like that. And, and when people had, um, like prom right before prom and I was supposed to talk to people about being safe on the roads and the more I did it (laughs) sounds terrible. The more I did it unprepared and the more that I just went in there and told stories and talked, people liked it and they would ask me to come back. So yeah. Um, I've never written a speech out. I've just kind of talked. Some of my best stories come from just in the moment, just all of a sudden thinking, I'm going to just talk about this. (laughs) Well, I think that's where the the authenticity comes through is, Sometimes people, they may not conscious, if they're listening to somebody at a presentation, they may not be consciously saying, oh, this is a rehearsed story or they've said this a hundred times, but you can get that sense that that the person really is connected with the audience and and really maybe they're coming directly from the heart. Absolutely. Speaking from the heart. Yeah. and, And I think one of the greatest things is for me working with teenagers is teenagers and their BS meter is so high and they don't give you, you know, adults will sit politely and listen and teenagers are like, forget this. I'm going to start talking to my friends. So you really have to know what you're doing when you're working with teenagers. And there's such a great barometer of, is this working or not? So you just keep practicing and trying new things until you finally get enough. As I say, you've got enough in your back pocket so that if something's not working, then you can switch it at a moment's notice. So, right, right. So when you, if you sit down, if you're sitting down with a kid who's really going through something difficult, who's, if they asked they would ask this question, how do you stay strong? How do you stay resilient with when you're dealing with real life situations, when you're, when you're going through something that is so difficult? I really don't think I have anything that's incredibly earth shattering. I just tell them to, to hang on that so much of our society and culture teaches that you're supposed to be happy all the time. And that's not the way it is. So then when people are really sad or really hurting, then they think there's something wrong with them. And I just want people who are hurting to understand that's part of life too, but you don't stay down. You don't become a volunteer for sadness and a volunteer for bad things, you get up and you continue with your life. And I think people have always said, Oh, Harriet, you're such a survivor. Cause my adult life has not been as fun as my teenage years in terms of normal normalcy, or I'm not even saying that right, but being normal. And there's been some crazy hurtful stuff that's happened to me, but I, I didn't know that there was an option to, to stop. I just thought, that's what you do. You get up and you keep going. Did, did you find too, like when going through these, uh, these things that you mentioned that it actually, it, it drove you, I, I guess it, it, you know, it made you realize that you were in the right place, that you had to keep doing what you were doing. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't like it. A lot of, a lot of things I didn't like, but I was determined that I wasn't going to just crumble and like my son and I are very different. Whereas if you like scream and yell at me or like with coaches, you know, if if you have those really hard coaches, well, my son's just like, forget this, I'm out of here. Whereas I'm like, really, I'll show you, I can do this. 
So we have two different attitudes about life. And I think both of them are right. As long as you just don't walk away from yourself. And I think that's what people do a lot of times. They just walk away from themselves and they think they're just a loser. And it's like, no, you're just experiencing life and it's tough. It's not always happy. Well, I think a lot of us have, (coughs) excuse me, a lot of us have a barometer that's not our own. Our barometer is set by the world around us, our circumstances, and and we let that barometer run our life at times. Yeah. Or like one of the things, like I love Facebook and I hate Facebook because it looks like everybody's marriage is super happy. Well, when mine crumbled, I was super embarrassed because I didn't want to say anything or you know, when I removed all the pictures and <laughs> changed my status to basically nothing because I couldn't say divorced for a very long time. Um, then, you know, I thought there's something wrong with me. Why is everybody else so much happier than I am? And they're not. They're just portraying the happy parts. Right. So. It, it's, I think, especially now today, and today, more than ever in this world where we are so just drenched in social media, in snapshots of our life, in the the Snapchats, in the Twitter, in the Instagram posts of everything that's good that's going on, people are really having a hard time finding their authenticity. Oh, absolutely. And you don't know who you're supposed to be because there's so many different um, thought leaders and viewpoints. And if I follow one author, then I think this way. But then if I read somebody else, it could be a completely different message. And so you know, it's like I'm following all these other people, but I'm not really trying to figure out how do I really feel about this? And I think that was one thing that I had to do as a speaker when I first started is so many people were giving me so much advice about how to be successful in this business. And after a little while, I was like, wait a minute, I don't even agree with all this info. And so it didn't feel right as I was trying it. And so I finally just started, um, just separating myself from a lot of people and then looking at all the options and advice that people had given me and then weighing in and saying, so how do I really feel about this? What am I comfortable doing? And that's when my business started to succeed was when I just took parts of people's advice. Not everything is gospel. Right, right. Well, Harriet, a lot of us here listening today on the positivity effect, people, we're all trying to, to better ourselves. We're looking for that positive message. And, and if you're, listening to that sh- to this show right now to this episode you are one of those people one of those few who are looking to better yourself and you believe that you aren't just a a product of your circumstance and you're looking to to find ways to succeed in in any area of life whether it's in your family in your friends in your relationships in your business yeah but most of us i think are looking to apply a lot of the principles we hear on this show personally just in our own lives so Being a speaker, being a good speaker, what what does it take to be a good speaker? Because even even though a lot of us we're listening, I don't think um, it's not a lesson on how to be a speaker. But a lot of the principles that that are portrayed of 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 what makes you a good speaker, I think we can apply to our lives. Because a, I think just the thing that we just started off with about being authentic authentic is is so important on our daily lives, especially when we. We all have our work, whether it's we're working from home. A lot of people work from home nowadays or if we, we still work that nine-to-five job where we actually physically go to a, a building and then come home. But when we come home at night, that most important thing is that, that second job, so to speak, steps on. Like For example, you come home and, you, and, you're, and you're with your son and 
or you know, I come home, I'm with my wife, or wherever you are with your with your family. It's so important to be authentic with the people that matter the most at night. And so, I'd, I'd love to just oh, yeah. talk a little bit about those some of those principles that you apply as a speaker and, and how we can kind of apply them to our own lives. Well, one of my big things is I just want to be known as the same person off stage as I am on. Like if you just met me at a party, I would be the same person as who I am up on stage. Now, of course, on stage, it's a little bit more of a performance, but it's me. And that's funny. My, my wife says I, have a, she says I have a podcast voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, my son even says you get a lot more Southern when you're on stage. She's like, you don't talk like that off stage. And I was like, really? I don't even realize I do that. So yeah, there's, you know, I mean, every single personality test I have ever taken, I am 50% extrovert, 50% introvert. So am I going to be that same massively outgoing person on stage as I am off? No, but because Harriet's a lot quieter than that, but I am the same person in what I believe and what I say and how I act. And people know that. And that's why I think I build a lot of relationships easily and well. And I have a lot of repeat clients and it's because I'm just me. And it took a long time to, to actually figure out who I was in the process because I was trying so hard to be successful and I was copying so many different people and none of it felt right. And then I just asked some friends one time, why are you my friend? Like, what, what is it about me? And it was really interesting. A lot of stuff that I got that I had not even acknowledged because it was so much a part of me. I didn't realize that it was anything interesting. Wow. That's an interesting thing to do i i want to yeah. i'm gonna go out and do that today and that's that's powerful <laughs> be careful no <laughs> <laughs> there were some things that you know it it was kind of crazy some things i got back but even like i asked this one guy from high school and I'll, I'll never forget him he was like oh my gosh you were the most confident person i knew and you were so involved in so much and everybody loved being around you and all i could hear i didn't even hear half the stuff he said i all i could hear is you were the most confident person I knew, which was so interesting because I was probably the most insecure of my life when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So, but, but only in certain areas In other areas I was confident. So it's like, what did he see? You know, he didn't see the, the side of me who was completely insecure and felt like I was fat and you know, gross and my hair was awful. I never could have, you know, big, huge hair of the eighties. Like <laughs> I wanted, um, you know, but it was weird because he saw me as confident. And I think we don't realize that in a lot of areas of our life, we are better than what we think we are. Right. We look in the mirror and, it, and we, we, we see ugly, but people tell us that we're beautiful and or we, right. we're, we're working out and we they, people say, look, you look so fit. And we're, no, I'm, I'm not fit. That's Exactly. That's are you kidding? Right. You know, or like, oh, I love that dress. Oh, I got it on sale. You know, rather than acknowledging it's a cute dress. Right. You know, I don't have to know that you got it on sale. Um, it's like we discredit anything that's good about ourselves. And, you know, I mean, I do it. I mean, we all do it. We, we just try not to. And the more that I try not to and the more that I try to, to concentrate on the good that people say about me, then the better I seem to live my life. Um, well, the hardest you know, I mean, I, conversations we have on a daily basis are those, those, those whisperings that we have inside of our head, like 24 oh, hours sure. a day, seven days a week. 
Well, as I'm on stage and I'm teaching people about how to have the very best life, there's so many conversations I'm having with my own God. Well, then why is your life awful? Why are you not doing the things that you tell people to do? And, you know, I think I'm fabulous in other people's lives, <laughs> but, but <laughs> sometimes I forget about my own. But the more that we give ourselves those positive messages, the more we start to to live it. And one time at a time when I was incredibly sad and I was incredibly unhappy and I I asked my dad, I was like, you know, daddy, I'm so unhappy. What can I do? And he was like, start acting happy. And I was like, oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, but what, what's, what, what, what steps one through three, though? Dad? <laughs> right. And I think that's what we want so much is an action plan. And we want to follow the action plan. And then we're going to have success. And it's not that way. Life's not that way. Sometimes you just go for it or you just exist until you can figure it out. And you know, people always say we're the microwave generation. We want things right now. And that's true because we've been taught if you follow an action plan, then you're going to have success. Well, sometimes you follow the wrong action plan. Right, or right. the one thing I can't stand is believe and you can achieve. I actually cannot stand that because I think it's done more damage to people than help because people think, well, if I believe in myself, I can do anything I want. Well, I'm not good in math and I can't stand the sight of blood, but I wanted to be a medical examiner. The two don't match. <laughs> and once I, once I saw what it was really like, I mean, I'm never going to achieve that. It doesn't mean that I can't do something else. But I think we've been teaching people that, I mean, you can do anything, anything if you just believe in yourself. No, you can't. You just can't. You have to have talent. You have to have skill. You have to have knowledge. And you can't just get it right away. So well, yeah, the, the, the know, belief is, is the belief is definitely part of it. But I think a lot of success gurus out there will will leave part of it out that that there is that exactly that that f sitting down and asking yourself those hard questions of is this who I am? Is this who I'm going to be? And when the going gets tough, am I prepared to keep pushing forward? to really achieve said thing if I really, if that's really, really what I want, because absolutely there may be years, not even, you know, you could said it, like we're in this microwave generation. There could be weeks, months, years, decade before you get what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that I want and there's a lot of things I believe I can have, but I haven't worked for them at all. So I'm not going to achieve that. Um, and then like I have a friend who wanted to be a Navy SEAL and he worked super hard to be a Navy SEAL, but his eyesight did not pass the test. Well, he can believe in himself all he wants, but he's not going to pass the test because they're not going to lower the standards. So you just have to do something else. And I think we get tripped up so often about if we don't get the first thing that we want, then we're done. We're just, we give up. Right. Like there's, Rather than that there's no other doors. All the other th things. Yeah. Exactly. Rather than exploring all the other doors that, that are open. So, or would be open if we would just go through them. Well, we were talking about um, just before about the conversations we have in our head. I've been doing these podcasts for well over a year now, and let's see what today is. Right now, it's almost three thirty Eastern for me, a little after one for you. The first thing I woke up this morning, I was thinking about the interview, <laughs> and I was like, I was nervous about <laughs> it, and um, it, but I turned it into an excitement. I turned it into the the, the excitement of energy. So it's it's all how you approach that conversation that you have inside of Absolutely. your head and, and, and how, what, what is your awareness of it? Is, is, are you just letting, letting your mind run the show or are you having a conversation back with it and, and saying, 
no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm the one in control of what my outcome is. Well, and sometimes we may not have the answer. We don't, we may not know what makes people want to be around us or what makes our life great because it is a part of us. Like I, I've even said this a million times to my friends, um, my close circle of friends who are speakers as well. I'm like, why do people want to listen to me? And they just burst out laughing. And it's like, no, seriously, I don't get it because they're very clear on what they bring an audience. I think I'm just very clear on the fact that people like to hear me talk. <laughs> um, they just like my message, whether it's one that's planned for the day or not. I somehow lift people up when I don't even recognize it. Um, but when I look at my life, I have been in situations where I can tell people are gravitating to me. I don't know why, but they're gravitating to me and they want to be near me. And it's such a kind of weird phenomenon because I could look at you or I could look at some other friends and know exactly why people want to be around them. But for me, I, I don't know, but I'm starting to acknowledge, you know, after 20 years in this business, I'm acknowledging the fact that obviously I'm successful for a reason and I may not know every single detail of it, but it's real and it's happening mm. and I just need to go with it. You know, I, I noticed the example in my own life is I, I love being a goofball at parties and weddings and dancing and having a good time. And I was actually talking yeah. about this on another podcast that I don't, I don't do it for the, for getting a rise out of people. I just genuinely, like when the music comes on, something inside of me just says like, just start dancing, have a, have a good time because right. it's who I am. And yeah. people, if, if, if people, if you met somebody that knows me personally, they would say, oh, Tom's, he's crazy. Like, like joking about it. Cause they know, like they've seen me just be such a silly goofball at the parties. And, but, right. but the same person that says, oh, Tom, he's crazy. When they'll, they'll be out there on the dance floor with me once I, <laughs> once I yeah. get, 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 get going. So it's, and, and I, I would th be on the sidelines and, and I'd be videoing you and I'd be laughing <laughs> and cheering for you, but I would never be doing that. Oh, I'd get, <laughs> I'd get you out there. Harriet. <laughs> so, yeah. It's well, just fun, you know. It's it's about being authentic. And so, what would you say to somebody listening who maybe feels, you know, Harriet, I don't feel like I have a story. I'm 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 just struggling on a day to day to day basis. Uh, maybe I'm trying to make ends meet, or I can't I can't I can't control my my kids at home or something. And they don't feel like they're influencing any. And they they look at everybody sure. else, like you said, the 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 Instagram society where we look at everybody on Instagram, we see everybody's story is so beautiful and well, but I, it, right. I try to always drive the point home on the show. If, if for anybody that is listening and thank you for listening to this podcast is that you have a story, you have something that you can share every single human being on this earth. It doesn't matter where you are, where you came from and how influential you feel that you are. You are influencing the fact that you are here living and breathing you know, before you were born, you weren't influencing anybody. But the minute that right. you came into this planet, you you were influencing somebody, and and to this day, as an adult or wherever you are in your life, you're constantly insulin. That's why everything around us, life, life is is in, always in motion. So you know, what would you right. say to, I guess, as a speaker to to people that feel you know, how can I go and share my story if I feel I don't have a story? Well, like I said in the beginning, I I didn't think I had a story because I was just pretty normal. But things that would happen to me through the day or things that might happen to me in a situation, I started looking at that as 
what can I learn from this? Or what is interesting about this? And I just started writing things down and I am not one to keep a journal and I am not <laughs> consistent in any kind of writing things down. And the I start a do. journal and a month later I have to start a journal again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, congratulations for those of you who can deal with consistency. I am not one of them. Um, but I started looking at things that have happened or, or memories that come up when I read something like on Facebook or Instagram, you know, people post little quotes and pictures and stuff. And it's like triggers, whatever the triggers are to something that I've learned in my life because of this or, um, something that's interesting that's happened. And I just really started looking at what could I learn from the bad stuff that happened or good grief. There's, there's a lot even right now that has gone on in my life that doesn't make me happy, proud, or feel accomplished. But there's a lot of everyday small moments that are good. And one of the things like I I spoke this morning and one of the things I kept saying was you set the tone for your life. You set the tone and people are going to follow you whether you're negative or positive. And so if you walk in the room and and you are super negative, well, you bring the energy of the room down. If you walk in and you're positive, and positive does not equate with being loud and wild and call attention to yourself. Yeah, it's not positive like this fake, be, like, airy-fairy thing. It's just, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's just being happy or positive or just smiling at somebody else who's next to you and having a conversation. Um, I think small conversations can end up having majestic moments in our life and turning points in our lives, but we have to be there to, to recall them. Um, you know, I mean, I, I speak to youth and I talk to youth about being the very best that they can be. And yesterday on Facebook, there was a little poster going around about how if teenagers come to your door for Halloween, give them candy. You know, it's better that they are dressed up and having fun and trick or treating than the alternatives that they could be doing. So just give them the candy. And I thought about a thing that happened in my life. I'd never thought about it before that, about five years ago, I was running out of candy, at, you know, for trick or treaters, and this huge group of teenagers is coming to my door, and I'm thinking, "Dang, gummit, you know, you're too old to be doing this, and I want to give the the <laughs> little kids behind you candy." But I was running out, and I said to the teenagers, "I'm like, you know, I don't have enough candy for everybody. I'm almost out, and I really want to give it to the little kids." And automatically, they said. I mean, the entire group were like, oh, we're just having fun. We don't need the candy. And they started taking candy out of their pillowcase and put it in my bowl. And it was one of those, that's a turning point. I had immediately judged those teenagers as being too old, too wild, too wrong for trick-or-treating. And they gave me enough candy to give the rest of the night. Isn't that and, crazy? And so, yeah. And so, I mean, that's a story. That's that's right there. A, a lesson learned. Um and how to look at things positively when you started off negative. So, and that's that's and I just like think there's a lot of such a small win, but that little example, yeah, you'll remember that forever, and that and that will absolutely that story will raise your awareness. So, for yeah. those of you that are listening today, are you being aware of those little moments in your own life when somebody comes to your front door, or when somebody? maybe calls your phone at an inconvenient time or when somebody cuts you off in traffic. Well, we talk so much about capturing the moment, capture the moment, capture the moment. And, uh, I really think that we should kind of change that to be, be present in the moment. You know, I mean, Adele stopped a concert because a lady was videoing her and she said, look, I'm right here. 
you don't have to video this. I'm right here. <laughs> enjoy, you know, enjoy the concert. And I think that's so true. I mean, we want so much to, in this age of social media, to capture moments and post them to make it look like we have a great life. Well, instead of doing that, just live your life. Just be there. And yeah, just be there. So I'm really trying to make a conscious effort of that as well. Well, you know, I, and someone might say, well, how... I'm not happy right now. How do I how do I become happy when I walk into the room and make others happy or why am I trying to influence others when I and I agree with that point but yes, you have to influence yourself first and you have to lift yourself up. But if you're having trouble being happy right now or there's something really just difficult that you're going through, I I always go back to gratitude. You have to go back to just sitting down and reflecting on your life. And maybe there are things that you are not grateful for right now, but it's very easy if you do do the exercise of just being grateful, uh, realizing that you have these ears right now to listen to this podcast. That's pretty awesome yeah. uh, that you actually are you you are able to listen to this podcast right now. Um, there's people around the world that don't have access to uh, all the great content that the podcasts around the world provide now. There's there's just once you start that exercise, I, I love doing it because it instantly opens your heart and. Yeah, then you can be free. You can be free to be happy and you can give yourself well, I think that reason. That's one, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one reason why we have to tell people when we're feeling bad or tell people when we're not feeling so great so that other people can um, change our mindset or help us in looking at what to be grateful for. I mean, I right. just had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a good friend who I was telling them about, I don't think I'm ever going to get out of this debt. I was left with a massive amount of debt that I didn't even know I had when I got divorced. And I'm like, I just want to be successful. I just don't understand. I can't be successful with this huge debt. And he just stopped and he said, tell me about Andrew. And I said, what do you mean tell you about Andrew? That's my son. And he was like, well, you've got the best kid, which I do. <laughs> He's like, you've got the best kid. He's super respectful. He's a fabulous athlete. He, you know, is so, um, I, I mean, I constantly get compliments on his manners and he's like that right there to me is success. You have raised a truly great young man that successful. Stop looking at only financial as success. And I was like, wow, you should be a motivational speaker, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. We get so bogged down in, in how we define success or what's going on in our life that we don't think about the good things. I mean, I do have a great kid. So you know, I had a cruddy marriage. Well, that's an aspect of my life. But if I hadn't had parts of that marriage, I wouldn't be as strong as I am now. So it is hard when things are gross. That's a big and one you too. Don't see the light. That's a big you know, one too. It, is learning from the from the the the, the dirtiness and and oh, not and not like yeah, not driving down deeper, but 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 learning from it or growing from oh, it. Oh, I I used to blame my ex husband for everything. I mean, of course, it was all his fault, not me. But no, I mean, there was so much that that actually, after a long time, I realized I allowed a lot of stuff to happen. While I'm teaching other people about how to set boundaries, I didn't set my own boundaries. So I was a volunteer for a lot of the craziness. And so mm. I learned that and I learned what to do from here on out. And I, I just think if we look for the lessons, you know, just stop and look for the lessons in what has happened to us, we will see how to be better for the next time. Because um, life is tough, but that's why we have to reach out to people and, and ask them for help. So. I love it. I, Harriet, I think you just taught us how to get real. 
(laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I hope so. (laughs) I want to ask you, um, so we're coming to the end. I just want to ask you one last question. It's kind of just like a a time capsule question for this podcast, because who knows where, once it gets out in the airwaves, where it's going to be flooding off into maybe in the universe. (laughs) Right. If you were, if you were suddenly at the end of your life and you were reflecting on everything that you've been through, you've done, you've created, what kind of impact would you want to be remembered for? I would really want to be remembered as someone that was able to make people feel safe. I think that's one thing that that's real important to me is that people could feel safe in talking to me and sharing with me or being just being around me Um, because so many of us have not felt safe with certain people. And I just want people to, to feel safe when they're around me and to know that they could trust me. Well, Harry, thank you for sharing that. I, I think I certainly do, uh, just with the transparency and what you've shared today on the show. And, and I know everybody listening really appreciates the message as well. So thank you so, uh, much. so much. Thank you so much for coming on. And guys, please, please check out Harriet. Head over to HarrietTurk.com. That's H-A-R-R-I-E-T, Turk, T-U-R-K.com. And also check out her book, TransparentHearts.com. I believe you could download a free chapter too. So pretty cool stuff. You sure can. Yeah, you sure can. Awesome. And the great part about that book is that it's for teens, educators, and just any adult. So yeah, download a chapter. Awesome. I always say, uh, I love the title, Transparent Hearts. I always tell everybody when I get to the end of these interviews, I get just as much out of it talking with someone like yourself as the listeners do. And I always walk away like my heart is so full (laughs) when I walk away and I just, I feel light on my feet. So, uh, I definitely have. I have a transparent heart right now. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Good deal. Good Good deal. deal. Good deal. Well, Harriet, thank you so much for joining us. Surely. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds great. Take care. Thanks.